Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's back. That's right, it's back. Football's back, baby. That's right. Football season starts this week, and you know the football boys have got you covered. We're talking games, we're talking predictions, we're talking season-long predictions. It's all there. It's all there. Uh, We're missing a man this week, uh, but rest assured he will be back with us next week. So, for now, the unnamed football podcast... There's a, there's a little hint there for something at the end of the podcast, so do stay to the end for a chance to win prizes. Uh, but for now, we'll go with, this is Cookie Cast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Oh, the lady's changed with the Zoom update. Wonderful. Um, Paul, it's probably uh, it's probably you to do an introduction for this one. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll take that little mantle on. Obviously, it's, uh, we've had a little break because of the end of the season, but welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the uh, it's the start of another long hard nine months ahead for most people we're um, a baby oh no much worse much i just worse. thought you'd taken a bucket load of viagra <laughs> that stuff you get off the internet though not the not not the proper stuff no like, like obviously the the listeners to this podcast and the uh, the the getting over wrestling podcast i dare say will listen to other wrestling podcasts and will know it's not about Viagra these days. It's all about the blue chew. So, but that's for another day. Uh, yes, welcome. So, welcome all back to uh, another season of as yet untitled podcast. Because uh, we're not just going to be uh, we're not just going to be focusing on the borough this season. We're going to uh, we're going to try and hit all three of the uh, of the clubs supported by the podcast members. So, obviously. I'm here for your borough, your borough nonsense. Um, Mr. Matthew Moore, as uh, as he is sporting this evening, is wearing a circa. I'm going to guess '98, maybe '99 season. I think so. Yeah, possibly 2000. Yeah, but Ma- Matthew sporting is uh, is I'd, I'd say beloved Nottingham Forest non Garibaldi shirt. <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God! If if oh, that's so, such a true statement, um, and conspicuous by his absence, um, scheduling conflict unfortunately means that uh, Hull City fan Mr. Stuart Woodmansey is unable to join us this evening. But he has thought ahead and provided us some of his insights into how he thinks Hull will get on this season and things like that. So we'll go through. His details that he's given us for that later on in the podcast, and, and as always, Mr. Cook is here as uh, as podca- uh, podcast creator, podcast guru. And he'll be chipping in throughout the uh, throughout the show with uh, with his thoughts as and well. O- and obviously, a massive Bristol City fan. Of course, Br- Bristol City to the core. Come on, 
obviously we won't we won't be covering uh, we won't be covering them in the pre-season podcast. But you know when when inevitably one of our teams plays Bristol City in the league, he'll get his shirt out and you know show his, his true colours and stuff like that. We have to buy you a Bristol City shirt, you know. You know that, don't you? I mean, they've had a very uneventful pre-season anyway with the, you know, their their saint of a boss, um, you know, doing his doing his best. Oh, Nige, 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 Nige. I thought I thought it was Joey Barton, wasn't it? No, no. Oh, oh it's Bristol. Oh, it's Bristol Rovers. We're talking about Bristol City. Oh, I'm getting myself confused. Yeah, yeah. Much. You are in the right. You are in the right area, though. I'm in the right. Area. Yeah. Thought, yeah. Well, yes, so as it is the start of the season, we thought we'd do what most good podcasts will do and uh, start off with a pre-season or a, sorry, a season preview. Um, so we're going to go through how the teams got on last season, the players that they've brought in, the players they've let go. Um, we've each picked, or I say we've each picked, we're each going to pick a player to watch for the current season. And then we're going to go with where we think the teams are going to finish, the top scorer for each team, and then we'll get on to how we think the general championship itself is going to go later on. So, as I said before, Mr Woodmansey, sadly, conspicuous by his absence, but we're going to go for his team first. So, obviously, Hull City, last season, were not a championship club. They were, however, the League One champions. So, they have got... I think I think Stu said it's the first time they've won a they've won a league in sixty years, and obviously he was saying it was perfect timing because there was no fans in the stands to see him lift the trophy and whatnot. Uh, their top scorer from last season was Malik Wilkes, who got twenty two goals. They've been, I'd say, of the three clubs, probably the busiest in terms of players in and out. Uh, so I'll just go through the players they've brought in. Uh, they've brought in Andy Cannon, a central midfielder. Randall Williams, a, ran, a right midfielder. George Moncur, another central midfielder. That's John Moncur's son, uh, for anyone who uh, recognises mm. that name. Um, then they've brought in a couple of loan signings. So those three were all permanent additions. They've brought in a right winger called Ryan Longman. On loan from Fulham, no, Brighton, I believe. Um, Deshaun Bernard, a centre-back on loan from, I think, Manchester United. And then they've brought in a backup goalkeeper, Nathan Baxter, on loan for the season. I believe he's the backup, but that might change. Um, the players out, they have lost um, left-back Max Clark, uh, the goalkeeper, George Long, Centre back, uh, sorry, centre backs, Reese Burke and Jordy Device, uh, left winger Martin Samuelson, and they've also let centre midfielder Jordan Flores go out on loan. Now, we said we'd be picking a player to watch for each team, so we're obviously me and Matt aren't going to be picking a whole city player to watch as we have no idea who the players are. Um, so it's just going to be each individual person's team they're going to pick the player to watch. So Stu has gone with. This uh, one of the new signings, the the right winger Ryan Longman. Um, I, I'll go through a little bit of the blurb that he that he gave me to say as well. So Ryan Longman signed on loan from Brighton for the season. Plays primarily uh, primarily as a winger and looks to pick the ball up from deep. 
and drive forward to get the attacks going. Uh, the early looks from pre-season indicate he slotted straight in. It'll be interesting to see what he can bring to the table. Uh, as as at time of recording, there's also potentially uh, the the looking the looking to re-sign Tom Huddleston, who is currently 34, but he's been without a club since he left Derby at the end of June 2020. So he's actually not played for over a full year. But he has, uh, he has been playing in some of Hull's pre-season friendlies in the last couple of weeks. So I think he played against the Man United under-23 side at the weekend. Uh, he may have had a, a little bit of time in the, some of the other pre-season games earlier in the year uh, in the schedule as well. So Stu said he wasn't particularly um, bothered if that particular signing comes off as he was a bit underwhelmed the last time he was at the club. Didn't leave in the best circumstances. I think he went when Hull got relegated from the Premier League the last time. I think he went on a free transfer to Derby, and that didn't sit too well with some of the uh, some of the fans and stuff like that. But we'll see. It's, it's another option, I suppose. It's a, it's a tried and tra- uh, tried and tested player at that particular division level. Sometimes having an older head to kind of exactly like, if it's a young team, which I think the whole team is quite young, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's a bit well, of maturity. Like you say, it's, it's someone who will, you know, he'll, he'll sit in the middle of the park and he'll just he's, he's got the he's got the opportunity to spray balls. He's he's got he's got a decent range of passing on him. So you would have thought he would do a decent job, but a little bit suspect that he hasn't been picked up by a team for over a year. So yeah, something not not quite right on that one. Um, so we'll go to we'll go to predictions time. Um, so I'll go in with my prediction first and we'll leave Stu's to last as it is his team um, so I've gone for them to finish in 20th position and I've gone for Keen Lewis Potter to be their top goal scorer um, Matt or Andy do you want to, uh, do you want to dive in next with the, with the prediction for a league finish and a top goal scorer yeah I'll go with I've gone with slightly higher than you I've gone 16th okay uh, and sometimes you know like they won the league so I just thought maybe you know, that'll give them a little boost and then I went dead original I went is it M- McGinnis Josh McGinnis Josh McGinnis I think like when I looked it up his goals per minute average was better than uh, Wilkes was it? Um, yeah. a little bit of kind of I, it, it was just yeah you're making prediction yeah. he's, a, he's a proper strange player for me because I'm pretty sure when he was playing at the Euros for Northern Ireland, I'm pretty sure they said that he started his career as a keeper. God. But the team he was playing for had a bit of a striker shortage, so he went up front for him. And I think he scored, so they just converted him into a striker. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's a decent shout. He doesn't doesn't tend to score loads, but like you say, if his minutes like, contribution, he's like he's, he's got goals. And we scored but, 19 that year. Did he? Yeah. Oh wow. I didn't realise he was that prolific. To be fair, <laughs> I think I think as well they'll have a lot they'll have a lot going for him in the fact that like momentum's massive in football, and obviously if they've got if they've, they've come up, obviously they won't beat all the teams they're playing against in the championship because that's the way the that's the way the level works. But they've come up as champions, so uh, yeah, I, I think I think you could be uh, spot on with that, uh, Andy. <laughs> Oh, sorry, no, no, go on, Matt. I think sometimes it's that if that striker converts. So if if what 
and I think like, like if they've got three kind of bites at the at the cherry, as it were, kind of thing. You got they've got Wilkes already. They've got uh, McGinnis. They've got the the guy um, the, the guy that you kind of He's said. Lewis Potter. Then you know what you're hoping for is one of those strikers scores twenty goals. Well, you've got two strikers, two forwards there that have scored fair enough twenty goals at the level below. But sometimes I don't think the step up between League One and the Championship is that massive. So if one of them catches fire and scores, you know that kind of fifteen goal mark, then they're going to be in most games. Oh God, yeah. I think as well if you look at if you look at say Ivan, Ivan Tony is your sort of your your benchmark from last season. Obviously he scored I think it was twenty five plus for Peterborough in League One the season before he went to Brentford. Stepped up to Brentford and got thirty-three goals, something like that. So it's like you say, the step up, the bottom, the bottom of the championship and the top of the, the league one are very, very similar at this point. It's like you you can always say that like the, the bottom teams in the Premier League and the top teams in the Championship are probably interchangeable. You can say that all the way down the leagues, and I think like you say, if, if one of those three can bag ten to fifteen goals, they'll probably be fine and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, it is. It is like a. It's not an exact science and stuff, but it's you know, goals keep you in the division, don't they? So, also now apologies to Stu because they're going to probably score nine between them. <laughs> each one, well, it'll be, yeah, but it'll be sad luck because each one of them will get nine by November <laughs> and then won't score for the rest of the season. <laughs> right, Andy. Uh, I've got them finishing eighteenth. Very nice. Um. I was going to go with uh, Keen Lewis Potter, um, but to mix it up a bit, I might just be cheeky and go for Wilkes. Malik Wilkes. Spoiler alert, that might not be the last time you hear that in this particular sense. <laughs> so, the resident Hull City fan, surprising enough, is the most optimistic out of all of us. And has gone for Hull to finish first. No, 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 no. no. He's not, not, not quite gone. He's not gone for double champions. That that will be a little bit. That'll be a little bit stupid. No, he's gone for. Uh, he's gone for around mid table. He's gone for a fifteenth finish. Fifteenth place finish. He has tapered that with or anywhere above twenty first. Yeah. So, to be honest, I think any one of the, the the three clubs that comes up. If you offered them twenty first position at the start of the season, they'd absolutely snap your hand off. So, I think, yeah, anywhere twentieth and above, twenty first and above, you're you're laughing basically. Uh, and as previously stated, he has gone for Malik Wilkes to be the top goal scorer. Um, so yeah, so that that that's Hull basically covered. So we're going to move on to. Uh, the gentleman as well, not on on my screen. He's underneath. He's wearing his uh, he's wearing his Garibaldi or non Garibaldi. Sorry, as it should be. Um, so we move on to Nottingham Forest. Last season they finished seventeenth in the Championship, which was a bit a bit disappointing, really, given the season that had previous, where they finished just outside the playoffs. Um, not great for goals. I, from from my from my research, the top score was Lewis Grabber with six, which for him is 
incredible. I think that's probably his worst season ever since he's been playing regularly. Um, very, very strange. Um, not, not quite as busy as Hull on the uh, on the on the, <laughs> on the on the player player acquisitions as um, according to uh, according to the website I use. They've only signed one player so far. I'll be right. Uh, a backup goalkeeper called Ethan Horvath. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Won't play because Price is too good. So <laughs> he's basically going to get splinters. Um, they have, however, released quite a lot of players. So according to this, I've got that the uh, the players that have gone out is Sammy Amiobi. We, we might be covering him a little bit later on. <laughs> um, now the next one I've got is Michael Dawson. But is there a chance he's still? Is he? Is there a possibility he might come back, or is he officially done and stuff like that? He's no. He's hoping to get. He's hoping to play next season, um, but they're not quite sure. He's got nothing yet. Uh, but then there's also the possibility that if he can't get anywhere, um, he'll come back and do coaching. I think. Yeah. But I think if if he can't get if he can't get a play, oh, obvious kind of you know state the bleeding obvious there. If he can't get a playing contract, he will, he'll he'll probably retire. Yeah. Uh, but I think the door's open for him to come back to Forest. From I was there. Say, he, came, he came through the academy at Forest, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I imagine he's like he's a he's a he's well known around the sort of the club and stuff like that. So I'd, I'd imagine he'd slot straight in as a like you say as a coach. He'd be welcomed onto the coaching staff as well. Um, next on the release, I've got uh, the left back Yuri Ribeiro. I've got the English. He was released or or was signed with another club. Yeah. Uh, Defensive midfielder Samba Sau. Um, I, I, I didn't even know this guy was here. The, the, I'm, I'm assuming this is the backup keeper from last season, Abdullahi Diallo. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, the next couple of players we've got uh, they've been loaned out. So, Jesus Christ, I've got no chance of pronouncing this. Nicholas Iwanu. Yeah. So he's that he's right player. Collect yeah. Yeah. So he's gone out on loan. Um, pretty sure it's not, but Cafu, central midfielder, he's gone out on loan again, apparently. So he's. I see, I'm not sure about that one because I think Forrest signed him as a loan last year. It, um, well, he he came to Forrest as part of a deal. I'm sure Forrest has signed him, so I'm not sure whether they've actually lo- lo- loaned him out somewhere else. So I'm so I'm taking my information from transfermarket.co.uk. So that that could be uh, a whole heaping pile of bollocks. But um, according to their website, uh, they have that um, Cafu has signed from Olympiakos. Oh no, I got my dates wrong. Apologies. Yeah, yeah so he's he at Olympiakos, so he must they must have bought him and then loaned him back or something like that, and then he's just joined permanently. He, he he joined he joined from Olympiakos on loan. I can't think we we sold them a player, um, and he came in the opposite direction as like a sweetener. But you know, considering the owner of Forest also owns Olympiakos, dodgy as anything. Um, and uh, then it was loan 
to get it through the kind of transfer window, I think, like, and then they signed him, yeah, like, on a permanent kind of mid-season because they like it won't after the kind of thing. Well, yeah, I was gonna say it, was, it, it would have been surprised if they'd let him either let him go or let him go out on loan because he played quite well for us last year. Um, he came build as a defensive midfielder and then was a bit more attacking than that, so uh, he was kind of forgiven for his sins, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Can't have been interesting. Sorry. Um, <laughs> two more. I've got uh, these were both players that have retired. So you had Glenn Murray, um, striker, uh, did, did all right last season. I thought he uh, came in, scored I, a few goals. I was disappointed like when he. I was disappointed when he said he was going to retire. I, th- I thought he might. They might. Forest might have been able to squeeze like another season of him coming on as like a impact player. But yeah. He's, he's, he's one of the strikers, and he? he was he's always going to score goals, no matter what level he plays at, and stuff like that. And certainly, certainly at the championship, I think he'd been. Who would it, who was he at loan? Oh, he was on loan at Watford at the start of the season, but wasn't getting any games. Yeah. So then, obviously, either went back to Brighton and back out on loan again to Forest. But yeah, shame. I think I think like like you say, he could have done could have done a bit of a he could have done, certainly could have done a job. Uh, and the last player that I've got that was uh, that's retired is Michael Heffler. Yes. Back, I believe. Yeah, he was signed from Huddersfield about goodness, three or four, three or four seasons ago, I think. And he never, I think he came in and he got a really nasty injury early on, um, and then never. Re- then the manager, of course, <laughs> spoiler alert, and kind of just to kind of as a little kind of thing. We're going to talk about this again in a minute. Uh, the manager changed, and he kind of was shifted down the pecking order. Um. Kind of like speaking to Forest fans, they always liked him. They liked his commitment. It was a bit of a poor man's Pierce kind of thing, but in the right. centre of defence, like bit of no, bit of no nonsense, bit of kind of, but like a really good. And he seemed like a good kind of team club kind of thing. So like, he's been snapped back up by Huddersfield, and he's back up there now, like doing something in that thing in their youth system. Yeah. So I think he's meant to be a really nice guy. He's been. I think they refer to him as the bomb squad at Forest. And he was, and they're they're like the ones that are sent to train away with the under twenty threes, and you're not going to get a game. So currently on that shit list is uh, Harry Arter. Um, there's, there's three of them on there that have basically been told to get a new club kind of thing, and right. uh, and he was in that kind of group, but apparently he was the one that took it the best. <laughs> you know. Uh. Hey, that's 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 good though. Harry Arter, if he's if he's been told he can ship off, and uh, his wages are extortionate, so we paid quite a bit of money for him as well, which is the worst thing. Because was he did he join on loan from Fulham? I think we, we signed him on a permanent from Bournemouth. I think. All oh, right. They he, he'd been at Fulham the previous season on loan, and then he joined Forest. Kind right. of thing. But I think like on your list there though, we've lost. The main kind of the main core of the team that was all lone players. So we've lost James Garner from Man United. We've lost. I mean, he didn't really play that much last season because he had um, like a sciatica, hernia problem. Luke Freeman from Sheffield United. He's gone back. Philip Kalinovic. He's gone back. Kruvinovic, uh, yeah. Anthony Knockart, your favourite. He's he he's gone back off on back from loan. Um, I think that's 
there might have been some others. There was a lot of players on loan last year, and yeah. I think when the the squad when the, it's the usual kind of problem is that when you have a turnover manager like Forrest do or did do, um, the the squad's bloated. It's I think it's over forty, and that's not including really? like youth players. It's just like loads of people on decent like pretty pretty high wages. Um, I think that's part of the kind of issue. If we don't like part of the issue with this summer has been trying to clear some of the decks. So I think like Zach Clough went to Wigan on next to nothing. Um, in the in I think they I think they just released him. Um, and he went, which is like two and a half million that they spent on him however many years ago. Yeah. Um, so I think I think what they're trying to do is cut the squad down. I think that's what this new kind of CEO that they've got in meant to be doing as well. And then trying to invest the in the squad from there, but by decent players. But yeah, you know, that's what I suppose that's what everybody's trying to do, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, have have they been linked with anybody in the last sort of week or so that they're looking to bring in or? Oh God, they, it, there's they've been there's been several kind of ones. There's a guy in the Dutch league called Fleming who's like a winger, but that one seems to be a bit hot and cold with that. There's a guy in a Croatian guy, I think um, that. At first, said he didn't want to join the club, didn't want to join Forest, and then it's kind of gone. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind it actually. And then that's kind of going a bit hot and cold. So that I'm, I'm on the kind of thing of, um, I, I hope they don't sign him because he sound, sounds like he's the kind of guy that will get halfway through the year decide that he hates it, and then like buggers off somewhere else. We had it with the Dutch guy that we signed a few seasons ago, which meant to be this awesome striker. Um, and then he turned up, played about three or four games, and then decided that he hated England and wanted to go back to Holland, and then was garbage. Um, but the, and he'd he done hard about joining Forest, and then they offered him a load of money. Um, so a couple of a Reading player, a couple of Reading players, I think, a midfielder, their player of the season, they were linked to. I can't remember what his name is, but they basically said Reading are like, no, no, we want to keep him. A left back from Derby, from Buchanan, I think. Somebody a left back Doig from Hibernia. There's, they're linked to loads and loads of players, but nothing seems to be coming off. And then there's continual rumours about people leaving as well. I think um, I'd like speaking to my dad this weekend. It seems to be they need to sell one player a summer to then bring other players in. So and it's got to be for a decent amount of cash. So like obviously last year, speaking of cash, it's all Matty Cash to uh, to Villa for. Uh, what, 15, 16 million, yeah, yeah. Plus add-ons, so I don't know what those add-ons are. Uh, but yeah. It is, it is a bit strange, like, I can imagine, like, I imagine they'll bring maybe a couple, and obviously they've got until the end, of, they've got until the end of August, as all as all clubs do, yeah. to get players across the, across the line and stuff like that, so I suppose just have to watch this space. Um, so, next, obviously, we'll go to predictions and top scorers. Um, but before we do that, I believe we might be taking a small, minuscule break. But for you guys, it'll seem as if it never happened. Seamless is the word. Seamless. Right, give us one second and we'll be right back. Or left back. <laughs> Recording stopped. Recording in progress. There you go. Welcome back, or 
Thank you for continuing to listen, as it was. Um, so, yes, just before the break, we were getting on to talking about where we think Forest are going to finish this season and who we think will be the top scorers. Um, so, as he's not here, I'll give out Stu's prediction first and then we'll come to Matt at the end. Um, obviously, as it's his team, probably makes the most sense for him to, you know, furnish us with the fact that they're going to finish bottom, not score any goals and be generally terrible. Um, so, Stu has gone for a bang in the middle of the table, 12th place finish. And which, uh, what will be no surprise to anyone who's ever listened to the podcast before, he has picked Lewis Graben to be the top goal scorer. I've been a little bit more optimistic than Stu. I've gone for Forrest to finish 10th this season. I think Chris Hewton was getting him ticking more towards the end of the season last season. With a few a few players to come in, I think he uh, he could have him on the cusp of the, the playoffs there or thereabouts. I think the league's not as uh, not as not as challenging, not as um, competitive as it was last season. So I reckon there's a couple of playoff spots that are up for grabs this season. Um, I think Forest could be one of the teams that are like just on the outskirts of that. Uh, so I've gone for him to finish tenth. And I have Lyle Taylor to be the top goal scorer. Mr. Cook, what do you reckon? I've got them down to finish ninth. Ooh. So a little bit more optimistic than you could self. Um, Our first single-digit placing of the, of the predictions. And is anybody going to be surprised when I'm going all over, all over grabbing? If, if I'm not picking Grabham, come you're on. You're going to go for Bryce Samba to be the top goal scorer, right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, put me down for Grabham, please. Certainly will, sir. Which leaves us with the Forest fan. Now, are we getting optimistic, Matt? Or are we getting realistic, Matt? You're probably getting pessimistic, Matt. Ah, there we go. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so I, I actually my predictions are the same as Stu's I've gone 12 um, and grabbing to be the top scorer because I think it's a safe bet isn't he? so he's, he's, he's been the top scorer the past three seasons four no three yeah I think. Well, I, well I think ever since he joined the club he's been the top scorer each season um, but like for whatever reason I, I quite like Lyle Taylor Um I mean, there's times when he looks like he couldn't finish his dinner. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know why he doesn't get more of a run in the game, in the, in, in the team. The thing with, like, I think the thing that brought me back to grabbing was the fact that I think a lot of last season he was injured or he was recovering from an injury. And I don't think he ever got a decent run in, run in the team. I think a lot of the creativity had gone out of the team as well. And the players that they brought in, namely like Knockart didn't really play to his strengths because they want you know Knockart is someone who keeps hold of the ball you know yeah he looks for a pass but he also wants to beat people and stuff like that he's like a a kind of really 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 poor man's Poundland kind of Jack Grealish type kind of thing you know and I just think I think maybe last season I think there was a massive hangover from from the previous season I think Lamucci getting sacked early on was a bit the thing. I think I think Graben was a big fan of his as well. 
because obviously there's lots of rumours of him going being transferred to Qatar. I think where Lamucci is now. Um, I think that turned his head around kind of like January transfer window time. Um, it, it's kind of I, I, I was almost tempted to be cheeky and to put like TBD to be honest for the striker because I think if they can go out and find a striker somewhere else, you know, and I'm going to say this over and over again, because I've always kind of discussed it with the whole team, we'll discuss it with, with, with Middlesbrough as well, it's that you want that 15 to 20 goal season striker, and if Bradman isn't that anymore, they might as well get rid of him as quickly as possible, because he's not going to do much else for the team, um, and I just think, hopefully, he's kind of had a long summer to recover, Kind of with last season being a get it out the system season for the kind of way that they kind of dropped out of the playoffs on the last night of the season and the way that it happened being just so <laughs> terrible. Um, hopefully, they kind of they come into this season with maybe like obviously if if um, Chris Hutton's managed to work whatever he's done with previous teams. I'm always a bit kind of thing with the Hutton thing because if you look at the teams that he got promoted, it was, you know, Newcastle who had a ton of Premier League players that he didn't, yeah, a load of money. And then Brighton was somewhere similar at the time as well. And the players that they signed, you know, got them, were, were expensive players that got them up. And Forrest aren't doing that at the, at the moment. There's not, and I know they spent a lot of money last summer. And they've got to balance the books and stuff like that. But the the team that what's been left behind for me doesn't look like a. I mean, I've got what just in the top half, and yeah. that's probably me being slightly not full pessimistic. That's probably me an optimistic pessimist, if that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> you know. Do you know what? Obviously, if it's if it's not a term, it's just been coined on the on the podcast. So look out for your uh, op- optimistic pessimist T-shirt. <laughs> I uh, store very very soon. Ooh, I like that. Well, I, I know I know what you're saying there. Like with the, um, I think you mentioned it earlier. They they're at that stage where they potentially need to sell one big player a season. Yeah. Like, supplement their income to bring other players in or to balance the sheets and stuff for the coming season and like you said if if they manage to get a full season out of the fact that he played what maybe 20 games last year and they were able to use other players like Taylor I know they had Murray but he's retired um, I don't know I mean like you said I, I don't think it'd be a terrible business to sell him if they could get maybe ten million for him, and then use that to bring in another another couple of strikers or something like that to share the burden around. Um, oh, it just dawned on me. We didn't do your player to watch. Yeah, I'm going to cheat with this one a little bit because the player that I picked, I'm very very concerned that might not be on the team within the next couple of weeks. So the person sold I picked or it, sold or dropped, sold. Okay. So I think the player that I picked to watch was was is Bren, Brennan Johnson. 
Oh, yeah. So he spent last season on loan at Lincoln and was kind of one of the main reasons that they had such a good season. Um, I think he scored... So he scored 10 goals last last year. I played fourth game, scored 10 goals, but was quite, quite creative and quite influential. I think towards the end of the season, I think he picked up an injury and that kind of tapered them off a little bit, like kind of made them stall a little bit with their promotion push. Um, but also he's apparently subject to, apparently Brentford are interested in buying him at the moment. Um, and it's six million plus players. Um, oh, right. But I'm not sure whether also with Brentford, it might be a loan back as well. So they buy him, Forrest get the six million, but then we also get him back on loan. But so he's my one. If he stays for the season, I think he could have a really nice kind of season, creative. Um, someone that I hope is staying for the season. There's been no mention of him. He only joined last year. Is uh, oh, now his name's his name's gone completely. Um, uh, the Scottish defender uh, McKenna. That's it. Yeah, McKenna. Um, I think he just looked really good last year, and I know it's not really great punditry, is it? But he just looked like a real no-nonsense, skillful defender, and like you speak to people out uh, people in Scotland, and I know like Hibs were gutted to lose him and. But they rave about it like absolute kind of outstanding, outstanding player. So hopefully he can get a good run in the team um, this year. And you know, because I think that was a problem again. He was in and out of the team. It was like an injury here, an injury there, and you know, there's no like. I think we really lacked consistency last year. I think in the team kind of thing, and uh, so and hope and kind of. I've got three. So, so it's kind of I'm cheating with three. So hopefully Johnson, if he stays, uh, Kenneth, because he should stay, and hopefully if we can get him back on like on loan, James Garner, the Man United young midfielder that was absolutely awesome for us last last year in like in effectively keeping us up because I think it looks decent. It looked decent with the finish. I can't remember where we ended up finishing. It was Seven. kind of but him. 17th in the end. 17. So it looked, that looks like, oh, yeah, it's not too bad, but it was a real struggle. Kind of, it was only really kind of secure in April time that that we weren't going to go down, kind of thing. And yeah. Well, it'll, it'll certainly be, uh, it'll certainly be uh, an interesting season, let's put it that way. Um, so. Oh, that was, I've gone, one last thing is, yeah, if you want. If you want a sneaky bet, sneaky bet. If Forrester in twelve, put get kind of get your money on Chris Hutton as being one of the fir- the first pe- person sat first manager sat this season because the 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 chairman the the owner is trigger happy, shall we say? And we've got a new new guy running the place, so I would say just as a little kind of little if you can find odds on it somewhere, um, Chris Hutton first manager sacked in the EFL. And also, when I looked at it as well, top scorer in the EFL, you can get Lewis Brabham for 51 to 1. <laughs> so if he turns his season around. <laughs> Listen, you never, you never know. I mean, he's the sort of player that, as we've said before, he's always going to score goals. So, in the, right, in the right team, and if you can put the right team around him and get a bit more attacking, um, you know, he, he should be fine. But if. 
Now, sadly, in the championship section of um, Skybet, they don't offer next championship manager to be sacked. Now, I don't know if that's just because the season hasn't started in full, but they might, so they might have that market up as soon as the um, as soon as the competition starts. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the manager specials have got next Premier League manager to leave, but not championships. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on it. In, in fact, that'll be our first one for uh, for our first podcast of the regular season. We'll have a look at the managerial uh, sack race odds. Sack race odds. <laughs> sits on there. So obviously, we've done Hull, we've done Forest. Brings us round to, I was going to say, the finest team out of the three, but we all know that would be bollocks. But it is the team closest to my heart, other than Hartlepool United, obviously. Uh, but it is the uh, the boys from Teesside, it is the mighty Middlesbrough FC. Uh, last season, they finished 10th in the championship. Uh, their top scorer was Duncan Watmore who scored nine goals. They've had a fairly busy summer in acquisitions and uh, players being let go or moving on. Um, so the players they've signed is uh, striker Uche Piatsu, who I'm pretty sure the only reason they signed him is because in the two games they played against him for Wickham, he uh, basically just bullied Paddy McNair off the ball every time he got near him. So... Uh, we brought in Uche Piazzi, new uh, new striker up top. Uh, new goalkeeper in Joe Lumley. Um, right back and pretty much must have it written into his contract that he has to sign wherever Neil Warnock is manager. Um, Lee Peltier, I'm pretty sure this is like the fourth or fifth time Warnock signed him. So he, he literally just comes with a as soon as Warnock signs with a club, it's like warning incoming, and he'll be there. Like he puts out the contract signal or something, like that. <laughs> and he just like, I'm needed, and he's just there. Um, as we said earlier, uh, Nottingham Forest uh, didn't agree a new contract with Sammy Amiobi, so he's been picked up. Um, and last but not least, signed. We'll come to that later on. The last signing they've definitely made is a central midfielder called Matt Crooks, who's come in and will probably play somewhere in behind the striker. The players they've let go is Jordan Archer, the goalkeeper's gone. Um, two strikers have, uh, have left the club. British Ombolonga has, has taken his talents to Turkey um, after being linked with about eight or nine different low-end Premier League higher end championship and Scottish champions and he's ended up at a team in Turkey alongside Mario Balotelli oh that'll be an interesting strike partnership for next season I say um another striker that's been uh, let go is Ashley Fletcher um so that is a combined 22 million pounds worth striker that they uh, they splashed out and they've received Jack shit for in the transfer market. So lovely bit of transfer business by brother. Um, one player they did receive money for is George Savile, who has been sold back to Millwall. Um, 
Left winger Marvin Johnson and uh, right winger Nathaniel Mendez Lang were also let go. And um, I don't have to tell you this, Andy, but next season, in any of the predictions, you won't be able to ask for a casual wingy banger as he has left the club on loan to go to Sheffield Wednesday for the season. I saw it when I was doing my research earlier. A single, I rolled a single tear. Get you never know. If if they get him in the cup or something, you can pray that he scores against whoever he's playing. Um, now, there there are reports that Middlesbrough have already signed another player, but it's not been officially made. Well, it's not been made public or official by the club yet. So they. They're reported to have concluded a deal to bring in Argentinian midfielder Martin Piero, who's just been playing for Argentina at the Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, he's been described as a box-to-box midfielder who has a great long shot, great vision, and can dribble with the ball. I mean, if he's a footballer who can't dribble with the ball, I'd pretty much say don't don't take up the profession, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a it's a signing that sort of well, I say a signing. It's it's a it's a link that came sort of out of nowhere, really. There's it's not, it's not a player I certainly had heard of before. I don't, I don't think a lot of people had. Um, he was playing for a team in Argentina, I believe. Um, the the link sort of came out of nowhere, and then apparently, to all intents and purposes, it's it's a done deal. But they just need the um, official sort of picture of him with the sh- with the shirt or holding up a scarf or something like that. Um, there's there's rumours that it's been delayed because of quarantine reasons and stuff like that. So obviously he's just been over in Tokyo playing in the Olympic Games. Um, he had put a picture on Instagram of him in the hotel at the team's training facility and then apparently it was removed a number of hours or minutes later so obviously there's probably something in that in that he's he's been told might want to take that down lad because you're not supposed to be here officially or something like that but who knows um another strange one in the transfer market for borough was that um they were apparently uh, in talks to sign a brazilian forward um that and, and they were uh, they were going up against fulham to sign him uh, apparently he agreed terms with Fulham and accepted Fulham's offer to go to them. Fulham then found out that the deal that Borough had with his team was for a lot less money, so they tried to renegotiate their deal, to which Flamengo, the team that Borough were, uh, the, the, the player plays for, basically said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, as, as far as I'm aware, the he's now... It's gone from being pretty much a done deal that he was going to Fulham. That's now the deal's off, and it is is renegotiating with Middlesbrough. So I, I believe his name is Rodrigo Muniz, I believe. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Um, again, got until the end of August to be bringing in players, so that one could rattle on for a while. Yeah, um, I think he's just tested positive for uh, for COVID as well. So any. Any sort of deal to bring him in would 
probably take at least another couple of weeks to get concluded because he's going to he's gonna have to get over that. Um, so it's player to watch time. Uh, now this guy's been a bit, he's, he's, I wouldn't say gone under the radar as such as in as much as he's not really had the chance to play because he's been injured. Um, but it's a signing that we made two years ago when um, Jonathan Woodgate was the, was the manager. Uh, and it's um, winger Marcus Brown I've gone for. So Marcus Brown will be making his comeback from an ACL injury he suffered in the FA Cup third round tie against Brentford back in January. Um, before that, he'd played he'd played around uh, like sort of three or four games leading up to that cup game, and he'd just been he'd just come back from another injury. And he was getting himself back into the team. He'd scored a goal away against Wickham. And he was starting to look as if he was finding his feet. Um, but then obviously got the injury. Had him out for the past six months or so. He's due back in October. So I think we're very light in the in the wing areas. So if he's if he's if he's able to sort of stay fit, I think he could play a massive part this season. Um, and he would be my one to watch. So, last, thing, uh, last but not least, we'll go to the uh, placings in the table and the top scorer. Now, I'll leave mine till the end, uh, but Stu has gone for Borough to finish in ninth position, and his top goal scorer is Uche Ikpiatsu. Uh, Mr. Cook, what do you reckon? What do you reckon for the Borough this season? I've got Borough finishing sixth this season. Ooh! And my uh, top scorer is Watmore. Duncan Watmore. Well, he was the top man last season. Can he recreate that form this season? Mr. Moore? I have agreed with Mr. Woodmansey. I've mm. gone ninth. Um, I, nearly, I, I, I must admit, I, I nearly agreed with Andy as well, though, because I was like, you know, you always get that. Is it, is it Colin's second season or is it... So technically this will be his second full season. Full season. He did take Big over it. from Woodgate at the end of the sort of the lockdown disrupted season yeah, before yeah. last. So you, get, you, get, you generally get a Colin bump around in the second season. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you, you kind of were flirting with the playoffs. Uh, and then with your top scorer, I was like, None of these kind of strikers kind of stand out to me, so I went with Akpom just as throw something at the wall. He doesn't play for you anymore. So, rumours have been doing the rounds that a fee has been agreed with Besiktas. All right. And Colin has already said that if a club comes in with the right offer, he's free to go as soon as Borough have got a replacement. Right. So... so and or his replacement then. <laughs> well, when when you said earlier, when it was when we were talking about the top scorer thing for Forrest, and you said that you wanted to go leave it blank. Me, me, yeah. I almost did the same <laughs> because of this, this Brazilian fella, potentially in for the signing, and he's made it clear that he's he's looking to bring in at least one more striker, if not two. I was so, going to say it's Colin. He's got like 
He's got his Rolodex out. He's got exactly. Um, so you're going to go for Cuba at Pom slash replacement of Cuba at <laughs> Um, so I've gone optimistic so I've gone for them to finish higher than last season as we all have technically because they finished 10th and everyone like, the lowest so far is 9th I've gone for them to finish 7th so I've gone for them to miss out on the playoffs by one spot I just don't think there's enough squad depth for us to mount a, a prolonged promotion push like I said earlier I do I do think there are spaces up for grabs in the playoffs I just don't know if Borough have got the sort of quality and depth to be one of those teams um, I did I did panic in the end and I have also gone with Stuart and I've I've gone for Uche Piazzu to be the top goal scorer but that brings us to the end of the our team based predictions. So we now come to the season long predictions. So this is where we're going to think we're going to pick who we think will win the championship, who will be the runner up and be the promoted team alongside the team who wins the championship. Um, we've also gone for a playoff winner, and then the three relegated sides alongside the league's top goal scorer. So, again, as he's not here, I'll lead off with Stu's predictions for the championship winner, the runner-up in the playoffs, so on and so forth. So, Mr Woodmansey has gone for Sheffield United to win the league. He has Swansea finishing as runners-up and Bournemouth to be the team that wins the playoffs. I have gone for Fulham to win the league. Free spending big money bags Fulham, who obviously don't want to spend too much money because they <laughs> uh, find out that other they teams got London priced. That's what happened to them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I've gone for Fulham to win the league. I've gone for West Brom to finish the runner up. And I have also gone for Bournemouth to win the playoffs. Uh, Matt. Who do you think is going to win the league? I've got mine slightly different to yours, but pretty much the same. West Brom to win the league. Okay. Fulham to come second. Uh, and <laughs> playoffs. Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. See, the most annoying thing about that for me is that when I was writing it down, I felt physically dirty writing Bournemouth in because I think that I personally think that Scott Parker is the biggest fraud that's going oh, yeah. in the English game at the minute. People rave about him as if he's this tactical genius, and he isn't. He's not. No, he's, the, he's the same. It, I mean, it, it's the usual kind of thing. It's oh, what? Oh, it's a London, uh, yeah, we're a Cockney um, manager who played in the Premiership that everybody thought was an awesome midfielder. Is the Frank Lampard but got lucky uh, version of of it because. He walked into that job somehow at Fulham when they'd come down and the squad didn't change at all, so got promoted. 
then managed to blag his way till the end of the season because Newcastle were shit enough just to kind of keep them interested, but not 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 kind of not bad enough to get to keep uh, to keep them up. And then he negotiated his way out of his contract to go to Bournemouth to make people in Bournemouth think they were lucky to get him as a manager. You think, no, you shouldn't have bothered because unless... And again, their, their squad's so good, so it's complete like mismanagement. Last year that they didn't go up. Yeah, I think I think that was um, I think the ma- the main reason they didn't go up last season was because of the poor choice of manager they made at the start of the season. So obviously Eddie Howard left. They just thought, well, we'll go with the continuity and we'll just have his assistant take over the main job. That's always never- a fifty-fifty shot for me. It's it, and it and it. I say 50-50, I'd say more often than not it's probably 75-25 that it doesn't work, but yeah, it didn't work, they were uh, they were sort of floundering just outside the playoffs and then put Jonathan Woodgate in charge for the end of the season, but well, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Andy, who do you think is going to win the league? <coughs> Very similar to you guys, I've got Fulham to win, West Brom runner-up, and Sheffield United to win the playoffs. So you've you're the only one so far who's gone for the full boat of all the relegated teams to go straight back up. Uh, I will just point out though that you did say that Borough would finish in sixth. So what's 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 that, what's going on? Sounds like you're gonna have a bit of heart. It sounds like you're gonna have a bit of heartbreak in me by the sound of that. Oh no, not again. Not another not another tears at Wembley situation, surely not. I mean you're a bit optimistic saying Wembley. Yeah. Alright, alright, alright then. T- tears at Bravel Lane. Tears at the river dance. Right. So we now move to the three relegated sides. So I'll go for Stews again. Now, when I when I text Mr. Woodmansey, his response was, um, Derby, Derby, and Derby. Um, but I, did, I, I had to point out to him that they can't be relegated three times. As much as the, the EFL would like to relegate him three times. Um, so it feels it, like they have been and then managed to dodge it another two. <laughs> yeah, that is also true. So he has revived his pick and he has stuck with Derby. Uh, but he's also added in Peterborough and Blackpool. Wow, that's um, I <coughs> have also gone for Derby to be relegated alongside, sorry Andy, Bristol City and Huddersfield. Uh, so we'll come to you, Mr Cook. What do you reckon for the three relegated sides? Three relegated sides I have are... Huddersfield, Peterborough, and Blackpool. So two of the three that Stu had, and one of the ones that I had. Interesting. No Derby. No. <laughs> I can tell you. I can. I can tell you a man who certainly isn't not picking Derby, and that is the man <laughs> we're going to come to next. Uh, Matt, which other two sides alongside Derby do you have to go down? I worryingly again, I've gone the same as Mr. Woodmansey. I've got Derby, uh, Peterborough, and Blackpool. 
And to be honest, I, the only reason I haven't gone for Peterborough and Blackpool to go down is because Peterborough always have a goal scorer. And Johnson Clark Harris, if he can do what Tony did and step up, I reckon his goals will be vital. And Blackpool just never seem to sort of like shit the bed. No, and I suppose I think about it before. They haven't lost their striker from last season either. Yeah, because he was heavily linked to Forest, of course. Um, (laughs) But he sound contract extension with them. Yeah. Predicting predicting the teams that go down from the championship is. Oh, you could write a list of fourteen stick here's, in. Here's twelve names. Let's put them in a hat and just pick three out, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, we said I don't, I don't think they'll struggle relegation wise, but I think it's like obviously me and you had mentioned before that Sheffield, we, you know, Sheffield United could be one to struggle. So I said the exact same thing when Huddersfield came down. Losing's a really hard habit to kick. Yeah. And teams who get relegated, yeah, fair enough. They might they might bounce straight back, but there's something about Sheffield United that I just I just don't see it. There's a um, lot, like when I was doing my research, there's a lot there's a lot of changes in clubs that were surprising. So, see Steve Cooper at Swansea, and I didn't realise that he'd left. Yeah, and he left quite late on, didn't he? Didn't he's only left like recently in July, and then they replaced him with the uh, MK uh, Dons. Yeah. You know, Russell Martin, ex uh, ex Norwich centre back. But yeah, straight a strange one because I don't think he was un- I don't think he was under pressure to to go or anything. Like that. I think he's left of his own accord. But um, I think there'll be something more. I think there'll be more in that. I think he'll end up somewhere else or in a different role, and it'll and something more will sort of come out as to why he's left and stuff like that. But um, so last but not least, we'll go for the top goal scorer in the league. Um, Stu has gone for Callum Robinson at West Brom. I've gone for Kiefer Moore at Cardiff to be the top goal scorer. Uh, let's hope this works out for me better than it did last season when I picked a guy who scored about two goals. Oh no, 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 he didn't score any. <laughs> so, yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Moore, what do you reckon for top goal scorer? Um, I'm going to go with Adam Armstrong. I believe he was top goal scorer last season. Oh no, Tony was the top goal scorer last season, but yeah, he was second with 28. Mr. Cook, Ivan, Tony. No. You have to explain your uh, you have to explain your reasoning for that one because he's, he's currently playing in the Premier League with Brentford. <sighs> Um, you reckon he's going to get signed by a championship club? Can I have Pookie? Is he the mystery man that Borough are trying to sign? <laughs> can I have Pookie or has Pookie gone? Pookie's gone up with Norwich. Damn it. Do you want some odds? Then then uh, the only one that's left on my list is uh, Kiefer Moore. Do you want me to give you some odds? I'll give you some odds. Oh, I didn't think to check the odds. Balls. Championship top goal scorer. The current favourite is Mr. Moore's pick of Adam Armstrong. Yeah, he's on my list. Uh, then you've also got Alexander Mitrovic at Fulham is the second favourite. And then you've got Charlie Austin at QPR and Carlin Grant at West Brom. 
Dominic Sanaki at Bournemouth or Kiefer Moore at Cardiff? I'll have have Mitrovic. Alexander Mitrovic. He's a he's a he's a decent pick. He was on my list. He was my he was my other choice, but I'm not sure whether he'll stay there all season. That was my only thought. Yeah, I, I think if he if he sort of hits the ground running, hopefully not on Sunday, but we'll come to that in a little bit. Um, I reckon he'll uh, he might end up staying and stuff like that. And speaking of this Sunday, that will bring us to the next section in the podcast, which is probably everyone's favourite, weekly predictions. Um, But before we do that, we just need to take a teeny, teeny, tiny little break. Um, So sit yourselves tight, go put the kettle on, maybe. Um, But don't do that unless you can carry your listening device with you. I'll have a coffee. You might just have to pause it. So we will be back very, very shortly. Recording stop. Recording in progress. The lady's back, and so are we. Let's go. I feel like, I feel like we've heard her say that on uh, a couple of occasions before. Um, so yes, the uh, the last point of call for this particular week's episode is to do. Our predictions for what can only be described as, well, six wins incoming, <laughs> surely. Um, I don't want to be that guy, and I don't, I'm not, it's not a blame culture, but you might want to speak to Stu about that. Anyway. All, I've already seen, all I've already seen is predict, his prediction, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. Um, the first game, the first game of the 2021-22 season is, it's actually Stu's team, it's Preston North End going up against Hull City, Um, the way, you know, the way it goes, the normal way of things is I've set up the book, thrown my uh, hat in the ring, usually picked, you know, the wrong goal scorer, probably the wrong team, you know, any of those combinations. As he is not here, um, he rallied round and got us all uh, predictions for the games from Mr. Woodmancy. So, what I'll do is... It's one of those, isn't it? He's not here, so I can still give his prediction last for his team um i have decided for the first set of games for the season i'm going to use a particular method um some would call it a barometer um so let's go with paul let's kick off with you what do you reckon on this one nice and simple no no pressed in a terrible hole uh Obviously, in form from last season. So I will go with an opening day nil one to Hull. Goal scorer. He's going to be the top goal scorer, isn't he? So I'll have to, I'm have to back my boy Lewis Potter. Okay. Matt. I've gone for a one-all draw. And Izzy Brown for Preston. 
and I'll say again, predicted top scorer, Magellis. Sorry, your goal scorer for Hull? Magellis, uh, Magellis, I think. Let's put it this way, whatever his name is, it won't be the way it's written in the book. That's for sure. Um, I have, uh, I, I, we, we've divided on this one. I've gone with Paul. I've gone a nil one with uh, Wilkes to score, and uh, Stu, he's gone with a one all. Um, how are we pronouncing the uh, the, the 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 start of Evans? <laughs> because I know what I want to say. Uh, oh, that's, that is correct, but that's not that, that's that's not his. So is it, his name. is it Chod? I think his parents christened him Ched. <laughs> Ched. Chedwin. No, it's written, boys. No, it's written. Uh, and he's gone for Wilkes to score for Hull. Moving on swiftly, uh, we've got Fulham versus the Mighty Borough. I've already put a score down for this one. Stewartson is in. Paul, it's your team. So, Matt, what do you reckon? Um, sorry, Paul. 3-0. Ouch. Um, a double from Mitrovic. Um, and, oh goodness, uh, have a look. Um, and then a, a one from Harry Wilson. Okay, um, I've gone with Borough to actually win this one. I feel like I'm out of my own on this uh, with a nil one uh, with Watmore scoring. Uh, Stu has gone similar vein to Matt 2-0 Mitrovic and Kamala to score so that brings yeah, us I, I, I think he's uh, he's let his love of the wrestling get the better of him there because it's, it's actually Kamara <laughs> I'll make a small change there uh, Paul what are your team going to do um, originally, I would have had this down as a, um, uh, well, uh, no, bugger it, it's the start of a new season, go for a one each, I'll go optimistic. Goal scorers? Um, well obviously, as Niskan's Cabano finished the season at Borough last season, he's obviously going to score against them this one. Uh, so yeah, so Cabano to score for Fulham. Give yeah, let's let's give Uche a nice debut goal. Ikpiatsu. Okay, uh, the final of the first set of games because we have got cup games in the week. Uh, Coventry City versus Matthews team Nottingham Forest. I've gone in the book. Stu's gone in the book. Matt, you are team, uh, so you'll go last. So, Paul, do you want to take a crack at this one? Let's check the current Forest squad. 
I've seen who Stu's picked, and I'm not entirely convinced that he's actually there, is he? He is. Now, is he is he going to be sort of welcomed back into the fold with open arms, or...? I think he'd be welcomed in... I, I just... Um, he's never really got a run in the team, so whether he gets a run in the team now, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I will go for a 1-0 win for Forrest. And can I have Alex Mighton to score, please? Okay, uh, you will be the third person who has picked a 1-0 for Forest. Uh, myself and Stu have both gone in on that. Stuart has picked Carvalho to score, and I've gone, obviously, with uh, a grab on. Matt? Uh, one each. One apiece. Goal scorers? Uh, for Coventry, Tyler Walker. Because, oh boy. Not? Oh, yeah. And Dez's son. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that hoping that he has a good season this season, like coming back. Uh, Lolly. Now then, previously we were doing a betting type system. Mr. Williams, is that something that's going to continue? Um, do you want somebody else to pick up yes. the... It's probably easier... Is it easier for me to just send you the list? Or have you... Right, okay. So, as I mentioned previously, we've got Cup Games coming up fast. Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe they are. Uh, so that gives us another set of games to predict. Um, back with a bang... It's Hull City versus Wigan Athletic. Uh, Stu has sent us his prediction for this, but it is his team, so I'll reveal that prediction last. Um, I've gone in the books, and I'm going to tell you what this score is. The score is 1-0 to Hull City. Lewis Potter to score. Uh, Matt, why don't you tell me what you think this is going to be I think I'm going to go 1-0 Hull and Wilk. Oh. Lovely stuff. Paul? I was going to say there's always goals when these two play, but I don't think that's technically true. Um, they actually played each other. It was the second to last game last season. Um... I believe it might have even been the game that got them promoted. Um, yeah, stick me down for a 1 0 Hull win. And your goal scorer? I'll have a bit of McGinnis action. You are not the only one, as Stuart has gone with a 2-0 Hull victory. Uh, McGinnis and Longman. 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 Uh, that brings us swiftly to Blackpool versus Middlesbrough. 
Um, I'm getting, I'm going to get tired of saying it, but uh, both me and Stu are in the book. Uh, Paul, it's your team. So, uh, Matt. Hey, Matt. Um, um, Yeet. Let's see the score. Um, two, one. Uh, Blackpool. Um, Yeet. Double. And probably a, a Sammy Amiobi. The Sammy Amiobi Perler. Just to get you kind of hooked in. Who was your second goal scorer for Blackpool? Sorry. Two for Yates. Two. There we go. That's why I didn't get a second. Okay. Um, I've gone one, uh, one nil to Middlesbrough. However, due to a conversation from earlier, I've realised my goal scorer is probably not relevant at this point in time <sighs> is it at one it is he's still at the club then i'm leaving him in i'll put i'll put he's a still small question to sell him he'll he'll be active he'll be eligible to play so Stu has uh has also gone with middlesbrough winning uh, he's gone two one middlesbrough to win He's got John Jules scoring for Blackpool, uh, Howson and Amiobi to score for the Borough. Paul. Um, I will also go for a 2-1, similar to Stu. Scorers? Um, I think Blackpool have got a guy called... Oh no, they don't anymore. Damn it. I was going to say a guy called Brad Potts. Definitely don't play for them anymore. Um, I'll give you the Borough goal scorers and I'll come back to Blackpool. Can I have Josh Coburn? Okay. And Marcus Tavadier, please. Okay. Well, I'd forgotten you were there, you little shit. Uh, stick me down for James' husband to score because he used to play for more. <laughs> okay, final game of the week to predict is Matt's team. Uh, Stu is liking this game. I'm not going to lie, boys. Stu likes this game. Um, I've you know, I've said, I've said what I've said. Um, tell you what, Paul, I'll split it with you. I'll tell you what I've gone with. You can have your go. Then I'll tell you what Stu's gone with. Then Matt can have his go. Um, Excellent. No surprises. I've gone with a one-nil win to the Forest with a Taylor to score. Paul. Two-nil Forest, please. Scorers. Yeah, Lyle Taylor. Yeah, give us a lolly. Uh, yeah, okay, but who's with the goal scorer? <laughs> uh, Stu loves this game. He loves it a lot. And he loves Forest. 3 0. 
two for the grab an and one for Arta. Matt. Um, I've gone two one forest. Okay. Uh, one for Taylor, Lyle Taylor. Okay. One for Will Swan. Okay. He's a youth player. I think I think a lot of the youth players will play. And I mean, I'm just plucking names out of the air for the for the Bradford player Novak. I don't even know if Lee Novak still plays for them, but uh, Novak. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned before, there is uh, there is money to be had. Uh, we'll probably have to sort out some kind of kitty system, uh, but the way that we'll do that is we'll do it off air. That is a juicy, juicy podcast to kick you lovely people off for the season. <coughs> um, what we do like to finish with is an any other business section opportunity for anybody to get anything that doesn't sit into the other sections of the podcast out at the end or uh, just to you know generally say goodbye uh, Matt anything from you sir no I'm good Stu oh wait Paul anything from you um yes actually Ooh, go on um, obviously this is the first season in I believe four years where Hartlepool United will be a league club again. Indeed. So just indeed. A, a welcome back to the loving and warm bosom that is the EFL to my papa's team and some would say my second team. But then people start to get angry and say, you can't have a second team. So to those people I say, just one just <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're, they're back in the league uh, after a ridiculous playoff final against Torquay where the Torquay goalkeeper scored a 95th minute equaliser to take the game to extra time and penalties. Um, so Hartlepool's first game is also on Saturday at home against Crawley. Uh, so fingers crossed they can pick up a win in their first game back in the league. Love it. Um, it will come to it will come as no surprise. I don't have anything. Uh, what I will say is it's lovely to have the uh, the football podcast back on the docket. Um, it's at this point in time, I suppose, we should be throwing it out to the 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 public. Uh, we've got three teams. Those three teams uh, have been here in some form or another, probably from the, from the start. Uh, if you want uh, the credit for naming this podcast, all you have to do is drop us uh, an email, uh, a comment on a video or a comment on a, a, an audio podcast. Uh, if you give us the, the juiciest name possible for this podcast and we go, do you know what, that's absolutely the name, you will receive prizes galore. Might even be some of that involved. That's right, me doing this with my fingers. Um, so yeah, name this podcast. <laughs> and if you don't, 
then it's going to be left to uh, to these reprobates to do it and well it's going to be you know the forest in the middle of the city that's got teas think about that think <laughs> think about that anywho that's it from me and these lovely gentlemen are going to say goodbye and Bye. we will see you next week and every week until uh, well until the end of the season it's all over until it's all over <laughs> right thank you gentlemen and I will see you both same bat time same bat channel bye bye recording stopped lovely stuff so there you go what do you think to that First episode of the new season of the football podcast in the bag, baby. That's right. We were absolutely serious. If you want to name this podcast and your name gets picked, we'll send you some prizes. Uh, Football-based ones or money, one of the two. Uh, we'll sort it out later. If you're checking us out on YouTube, big thanks. You know, there's video with this. Uh, if you're listening to us, big thanks also. If you could subscribe, like, share, comment, all of that juicy goodness, then uh, that would mean the world to us. So that's it for this one. Join us next week when we'll have a full compliment and we'll be good to go for the season. Until then, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Bye.